Hello and welcome to Sky Blue Stories, a new fan-led Sydney FC podcast uh, focused on you guys as well as the club. We're going to hopefully cover just about everything Sydney FC related over the time. And, uh, you know, this has been a big gap for the club for a while and, and we're more than happy, I guess, to try and see if we can fill that gap. Uh, together today, uh, you're with Jonathan Finger. We've got Sean Maloney and James Pearsenton. G'day, boys. How are you? Hello, Jonathan. Thanks for having us here. Looking Jonathan, Sean. It. Now, uh, we've had a pretty good response to this uh, idea straight up off uh, Twitter, which has been fantastic. Uh, not res- not really, uh, I guess, expecting much, but we've, you know, I, I guess th- there seems to be a gap. Danny Townsend, Luke Ivanovich, just to name a few names that have jumped on board. What was that, 100 and 170 Twitter well, followers in 24 hours? Yeah, I think we're up to about 170 odd followers, which, you know, might not sound ridiculously high. We almost high. don't need to do a podcast, just keep the... the <laughs> New Twitter account. Yeah. No, Just there's keep plenty. retweeting Ryan Grant. There are, yeah, there are, uh, there are plenty of those going. And um, look, there are a lot of fans out there that do a bloody fantastic job. Um, special shout out to all sides of the harbour who gave us a pump up um, during the week. Thank you for that. We're look, you know, we're just three mates. We go to the football. We love Sydney FC. Um, I'm a ten year member. Sean, I think you're up to five. Jimmy, you're a new, new kid on the block. Um, so. You know, we've got a decent spread there, but the three of us have known each other for quite a few years now. and Just, you know. a, just a bunch of regular Joes talking about football in Sydney FC. Pretty much. Yeah, mm. yeah pretty much. Um, I mean, I think I'm special, but, you know. I'm so does your wife. Well, you're, you're the oracle when it comes it's, to everything. It's <laughs> Oracle's maybe a bit overstated. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess FingerJ86 uh, on Twitter myself, but you can also catch us at Sky Blue Stories, obviously, for those that haven't seen us there yet. Um, look, myself, I guess I've uh, written before for 442 Australia, which is now FTBL, and had a bit of work, I guess, featured on The Raw and, and other platforms in the past. And I've always been looking for a way to get involved more with the club, um, Bloody HR manager by day and football tragic by night, I guess is how you'd, you'd call me. How did all of that come about? Did you go to them for, or did they come to you? or? Mate, yeah, look, I think I, um, I think Kevin Ayres put out a, a, a tweet one day and just said, is anyone interested in, you know, signing up and writing for us for free? And um, <laughs> at the time I had a bit of spare time on my hands and, and, and got into it that way. And yeah, it's a bit of, bit of fun. Well, you're a HR manager, so you're no stranger to an unpaid internship. Bit of... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but we won't talk about that. We might upset Danny. And thanks again to Danny, uh, yeah, for giving us a pump up during the week. And um, y- y- again, y- oh, I you just know, got that reference. Any <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> making that second. reference. <laughs> any <laughs> I had no idea. So, well, you, you said I was I the Oracle, know. so I do. Sorry, I, I, I follow everything. I, I, I follow everything. But um, <laughs> we. You know, we, uh, like I said, we're, we're happy to be here. We'll give this a go. Um, really happy to hear anyone's feedback on how we go today. We've got a shit ton to get through. Um, and we, you know, we hope to get through as much as we, we can. Um, Sean, why are you here? Um, school holidays. Um, <laughs> but I'm a primary school teacher by trade. Um, for me, I've been playing soccer since, or football since I, since I could almost walk, since... Since under fives, been playing every year. Had a few, quite a few injuries over the years because of football, from um, broken wrist, two broken legs, two years in a row, year nine and year ten, and then a. I visited you in hospital. Yeah, you did. Was Thank the wrist football? That. Yes, it was football, James. <laughs> 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 and and then uh, and then the the most recent one was back in 07 where I um. It's funny. I've, I've told the lie of how it happened Ooh. so many times that I believe the lie. Is this like a I'm, revelation? I feel like I'm. 
Well, it happened. You were there when oh. Paul and I ran into each other, oh, and, yes. and that's how I fractured my face and got the titanium plate in there. Oh yes. But I've told the lie about how it, how I thought, <laughs> how how I should tell people so much. I now believe that. What lie. actually happened, Sean? We were just two eager teammates, both going for the same ball, and, and Paul more or less headbutted me going for the same ball, and then fractured the eye socket, got a plate and screws in there. <laughs> um, happy days. Didn't miss a game though. Thanks for some well, washed out I mean, weather. You never used to sub yourself off either. No, but, no, um, as captain and manager, you know. nor should I. Um, <laughs> but when, I, when I'm not playing, and I'm still playing football to this day, um, albeit a bit slower and, and whatnot, and you know, niggling injuries getting in as I'm You're pushing old. towards over 35s. But yeah. uh, when I'm not playing football and I'm not watching football, I, I, I coach football. So I've been coaching through the, the primary school sport association from the school zone and regional um, systems for best part of 10 years. I coached a local um, club team at Burwood for a few years and then that eventually moved into coaching the at Sydney Olympic yeah. in a skills acquisition program on the girls' side of the program. And last season, this this most recent 2019 season, I've been over at Sydney Uni in the girls' SAP program and then uh, I'll be back next year um, coaching the girls' SAP program, which is for anyone who doesn't know the SAP program, that's like that. It's the pathway for girls and boys to be playing Premier League football. Mm. Is that the national curriculum? It is. You know, yeah. it's, it's changed a bit over the years, but you've got the national curriculum with the four core skills of first touch, 1v1, striking the ball, and uh, I've forgotten the other you one. You should know this. I should know this. I'll come back to you. You're terrible. There is another why don't we, why don't we, um, Why don't we go to uh, Jimmy and um, ask Jimmy, Jimmy, mate, what's, um, obviously we all know each other, you know, for a couple of years now, but what's brought you here, mate? What's, um, what's Sydney FC meant to you, bud? Well, you were desperate for a third voice, that's really. True, that's true, um, So I knew you had to handle the tech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, the only one with guy. a MacBook that <laughs> can hook up to this damn thing, <clears throat> this pub we're in. Um, John and I uh, used to work together uh, at a uh, RSL club uh, that will remain nameless. It but, should. Uh, in a club. Um, John, I was a HR manager. I was a training guy. I did training, not physical training, uh, because if you... Clearly. Yeah, thank you. Um, and you invited me to a game many times. Um, I played growing up. Uh, kind of fell out of love with it because I, I played year in, year out, as you do as kind of a, a young teenager. Uh, eventually went to a game, was completely hooked. I think you I think you took me into the, my, the cove of my yeah, first game. it was definite cove, actually. Um, and was completely hooked and been... <laughs> a member for the season uh, yeah. following ever since. Pretty sure you bought a jersey like the next week. Yeah, it was either that game or the game after. Uh, so it was it was pretty good. Um, in terms of my credentials, uh, <laughs> I follow a bunch of footballers on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unique skill set. I played until I was 16 and I recently got uh, – Somewhat told off by the staff at Ultra Football uh, nice. in the inner west for juggling uh, nice. with one of those balls, and it was wasn't great juggling. It was <laughs> juggling. Um, it's like are you like the guy that goes oh, into the music? Sh- hands you <laughs> like, this guy doesn't belong here. <laughs> you're like that guy that goes into the music sh- shop and starts playing Led Zeppelin, and they say, "Please don't." Well, it was it's weird so because cool. my wife said, "Oh, they've got balls there. They they want you to play. They want you to interact." And then about thirty seconds later, a bloke comes in and goes, "Mate, they're just going to get scuffed and dirty, and you're not going to pay for it, are you?" True. So he's, he's right. Thank you. Shout out to Ultra Football <laughs> in Alexandria. We do love them. They do good work. Not sponsored. Not 
sponsored. They do good no, work. No, not sponsored whatsoever. And we should, speaking of sponsored, and we're not sponsored, obviously, but um, we're in a pretty good bloody facility right now. Um, you, you wouldn't think it was, you know, you might, hopefully it doesn't sound like it's three mates around an iPhone getting a recording, but we're actually in um, the Bella Vista Hotel in the heart of Bella Vista in Norwest Business Park. Um, they've got a podcast studio, which we're taking full advantage of. Still not sure why a pub has a podcast studio. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the, the, the good thing about uh, – the good thing I love about our club and, and Sydney FC is we stop talking about ourselves for a second. Um, you know, we cover the entire bloody city and, and, and being a bit biased for a moment as we're allowed to be on this podcast, we run this city. Um, Sydney lovely. FC is the biggest, the best and, uh, you know, we, we – all the way from the Hawkesbury River to Heathcote and Bondi Beach to the Blue Mountains, that's Sydney as far as I'm concerned. Um, and Amen. we're in Bella Vista, which wouldn't be a traditional home for, a, you know, a, I guess a eastern suburbs thinking uh, people. But uh, Why would you segregate you know? it? Why would you segregate exactly. Sydney and as limit you catch yourself? transport out to the games each week, John Exactly. We're not you, far from the training you base. You do as much joy scintillating when you see those sky blue jerseys on the bus with you, on the train with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> definitely. Actually, the hills, um, hills got a pretty good presence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, still got to watch out for those red and blacks, but, you know, I'm, I'm related to a couple of them, so yeah. got to be careful. Not by choice. Got to yeah. be careful. Um, so so that's, look, that's us. And again, like I said, we probably spend a bit too much time talking about ourselves and you'll find over the course of these podcasts that we'll do that. We've got egos. Um, you know, sometimes they might be fragile, but they're there. So I thought we'd do a little bit of an in-depth getting to know you session and um, I've got some quick fire questions, boys. Um, questions without notice. So, Jimmy, I might start with you, mate. Favourite all-time sky blue? Mark Yanko. Mark, oh, that was very <laughs> that quick. That was quick. Um, why? I, because I have a run sheet and I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, bastard. Mark Yanko was a striker the first season you mm. started taking me to games. Yeah. And by, by taking me to games, I don't mean that I was – the child that you took along and I held daddy's hand and it was a little bit weird. It was a bit of that. It was just that, you know, familiar face, got to know yeah. a couple of, a couple of the boys that, that went to games and, and whatnot. And so yeah. I associate that kind of first <coughs> 12 months or so of going to games with, oh, I went with Jonathan. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so one of those things, uh, Mark Yanko stood out for me, tall Austrian guy, still have him on Instagram because I'm all about Mate, I, I remember you, you followed wherever he went. Uh, I think he went to Basel after Sydney, is that right? Mm-hmm. Or was, did he mm-hmm. stop off somewhere in between? Um, and, that's you know, it, you'd give me updates pretty much every week on, on what he was doing and, and whatever else. But that's that's the beauty of football. And he, he's I kept in touch with Sydney FC. I remember years gone by, he'd like uh, send them wishes, you know, for the grand final, things like that. So he's yeah. kept in touch with what's been happening with the FC boys over the years. I had, yeah. a, great, um, I had a great social media interaction with him once. Um, it what? was, I'd just been just to... slipped into your DMs. He, so he'd left the club. He'd left the club. <laughs> Arnie was there and, you know, it wasn't... He scored a lot of goals. He, he yeah. did very well. He, he sort of, I guess, weaned off a little bit towards the end and towards the finals. He, he struggled a bit. But, um, you know, Arnie didn't re-sign him and I think... He was probably a little bit upset about that. I think obviously everything comes down to money. Um, but it was funny. I went to the Sydney FC launch at Allianz Stadium uh, the season after in, in pre-season and uh, I, I tweeted him and said something like, oh, mate, uh, you know, Arnie said he, he, he misses you and he wishes you were still there. <laughs> and he actually yeah. responded and said, oh, really? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, 
Obviously, there's some. I don't know if there was bad blood there, yeah, but a little bit um, facetious. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Uh, it was seemed a bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, it was yeah. a good, good interaction. Good interaction. Um, all right, so that's your favourite sky blue. What about what about your sky blue moment for you? What's what's number? I know it's hard. It's painful, actually. Oh really? This memory. Oh dear. Uh, the first grand final we won under Arnie. Yes. Uh, I had you. tickets. I was excited. My my first first grand final as being a Sydney FC fan, uh, and then three days. Three yeah. days before the grand final, I uh, I got told by work um, that I was flying out to Kuala Lumpur uh, for, <laughs> for, for work, obviously. Oh, dear. Uh, and I watched it from my hotel room on a dodgy YouTube stream <laughs> on crappy Malaysian internet. Nice. And uh, it was, I think, a minute and a half delayed and – some friends of mine took my tickets and went and FaceTimed me as we won. And had a great time. And had a great time, but FaceTimed me as we won, which was ahead of seconds. the YouTube yeah. stream, and it was, yeah. it was depressing. Pain, painful. Painful. Yeah. Good um, efforts, though. Just on Mark Yanko, though, a bit of live Googling. Oh, oh. Uh, 24 appointments, 16 goals. So not a bad Pretty good, not pretty a bad good record. Uh, yeah. and, and worthy of being a, a happy favourite. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Hey, not questioning, uh, not questioning the the happy favourite at all. Um, and last one for getting to know you for you, mate. Big Blue or Sydney Derby? Big Blue. Big Blue means more f- to you. Is that, is that again associated to that that first grand final that season where we were one and two? Or no, just because I don't want to give Western Sydney any credit. <laughs> um, and if I'm if, look, if I'm to be honest, probably yeah. I, I feel more cut up about losing a derby than I do a Big Blue. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, historically, the Big Blue has meant more because it was mm. the first rivalry. Mm. But I really just hate the Wanderers. Yeah, I really they're, do. I just, they're, they're they cool. just they just fill me with just distaste and <laughs> like a rage. Oh, so much rage. I don't know if they're worth my rage. Yeah, it's it's rage. It's it's definitely rage. It's definitely, definitely rage. rage. Um, Sean. Yes. What about you? You've um, I guess you've been around the club a little bit longer than than well, Jimmy. I, I was, so it'll be interesting. I was to there hear. in that first grand final in that heat. Yes. Over at, was it the SFS back then, or was, was at least Allianz Stadium back might then? Might have even been Aussie Stadium. Yeah. Oh, actually, might have might been. been Aussie Stadium. Hello, turf at the Sydney Roosters. But anyway, God won't mention any other cross crowd sports. Um, <laughs> but my, I don't know if you call him a favourite. Well, that's what the question is. Yeah, mate, I know. So. I know. <laughs> But similar to Jimmy, how Yanko engaged you with Sydney FC, my first one, and people will go, oh, okay, no <laughs> surprise, but it, it was Del Piero. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't a huge Juventus or Serie A kind of mm. fan. Um, I Before Del Piero came, I was a part-time yep. um, attendee of games. I'd, I'd go to some, not go to others. So, was a, And then Del Piero came along and, you know, I really knew him. Mm. I'd watched him over the years um, and I just, you know, that, that 7-2 game against, uh, was it Wellington? He scored yeah, a hat-trick yeah, and, and, and it was that year that that he, that I, I found myself really engaged yeah. and it was from that year on that I was like, I want to be here week in, week out, yeah. all the home games and the odd away games that we get to go to. Yeah. Um, so he, he's a bit of a favourite because he was the catalyst for me really becoming Sky Blue yeah, yeah, rather nice. than just being a part-time fan. The other person I really like, I've always enjoyed over the years, and it was a shame to see him go, but maybe I, I like him a, a lot because playing left or right back, particularly left back in my own team, my own club team, I always liked Alex Gerbach. Yeah. Gerbach, yeah. sorry. Um, yep. F- you know, 
he was fantastic for the for the Sky Blues. I think he was fantastic for FC. He really created that, um, you know, that box to box left back. Yeah, um, it's really probably one of the first that Arnie deployed in that role. Probably. Yeah, really playing high, so you're getting those two left and right backs. I think he set the tone for the likes of Zulo and Grant playing really yeah. up high. Um, I think the year that he before he left, or as you know, the, the year that after he left, was or before he left, he was. Had either had the most assists or at least you know the most crosses into the box, mm-hmm. and you know, for me growing up as a, you know, as a kid playing football, those defenders didn't come past halfway yeah. when you had possession. Yeah. So really, you said, oh, hang on, you, you can be a left and right back and still attack and score the odd goal and, and assist. So, yeah, Del Piero yeah, nice and, and Alex. For nice me. one. I remember that going back to that Wellington game. I remember that uh, if I if I remember on. it correctly. No, I think it was absolutely pissing down rain for some reason and and. It wasn't yeah. a huge crowd there. I remember the poncho would have been handy. I remember, yeah, it would have, club poncho would have been handy. Um, <laughs> I thought you said poncho. I remember sitting there. I think <laughs> I was with, uh, I was <laughs> with membership poncho. Yeah. I was with my wife and and sitting on the sidelines with an umbrella up, sort of huddled under this thing. But Del Piero just put on a show, yeah. absolute show, um, and uh, yeah, good good memories from that one. Good memories times from that one. Um, Sky Blue moment. Have you covered that in that in that chat there, or have I, you got? I've a written three, but I won't spend long. First one that popped out straight away was um, we actually watched this at Star City at the casino. Yeah, three's oh, too many. You've got to narrow quick, it down. Oh, no, no, man. no. Just sh- the the <laughs> um, Abini's goal against Wanderers yep. at nice. the old Parramatta scene, where he just carved up two or three of them and slotted it from outside the box to win the game. So good. That was a brilliant goal. Just our first Mariners away game, heading up on the train mm. up to up to Gosford Way. That's and then you know years gone by, wearing the Hawaiian t-shirt, Hawaiian <laughs> shirts, um, me returning them after each game. But we'll get to that in a later <laughs> podcast. Um, and, and, and sorry, I mentioned the third just before with Del Piero and the seven-two against Wellington. I, yeah, you know, nice. there, there are a few that stand out for me. Beautiful, beautiful. And um, Big Blue or Sydney Derby? Big Blue. Yeah, Big Blue. I, I just think it's a. It's just a bigger occasion. I think maybe the Wanderers have dropped off in years gone by. Um, Were they know, there? <laughs> I remember, yeah, you know, going to the first, you know, you know, the Wanderers games, the derby at Allianz, and honestly, two thirds of the stadium was red and black. Yeah, true. They've dropped off over the years. They've got dramas at the moment, and and whatnot. So for me, big blue. Big blue. I, what it, about? It's, it's that kind of um, state of origin kind of rivalry. What about um, there was a big there was a big blue? I think it was the back end of 2017, and uh, again, I think the weather was atrocious. And Dave Carney comes off the bench, scores a couple of goals with uh, possibly possibly with some VAR assistance. uh, Might have slightly handled it, maybe. But but you were you were there that game. I I was at my brother's wedding that day. But um, tell us your point of view from there. Did you know straight away handball hand of God? Uh, I saw his arm was down beside his body. So I, yeah. I didn't think it necessarily affected yeah. the, the ball's trajectory, and I thought too busy celebrating. And who cares? We won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same game, Barisha skied a penalty, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Gypsy. Anyway, that's right. Yeah, Holosko got in his face. I think it was the same game. I did like Holosko for uh, for getting in people's faces. Uh, but Jonathan, we're not letting you off. <clears throat> yes, Please. mate. Favorite all-time Sky Blue. Considering um, you're so old and I so established, old. I am old in Actually, your fandom. Yes, um, my. My standout, anytime someone asks me this question, is Carol Kissel. Yes. Um, just a baller. Uh, a- absolute menace for Lavishka. Um, back when he was um, you know, a very successful coach, obviously um, we got uh, into the grand final that year, the famous clank, and, uh, but sealing the Premier's plate 
on the last day of the season, Kissel's bomb, uh, and, and just his general all-round play. He, 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 he didn't get forward too much, but when he did, God, he could unleash a bloody shot. And what happened to him since? So he, um, if I believe correctly, I think he might have gone um, to Slavia Prague or someone similar to that. Um, he, he's actually completed like a law degree or something oh as wow, well. Okay. Like, yeah, really clever bloke. Um, but yeah, just look, for me... Um, Kissel, uh, like I said, everything he does, and I remember the tifo that the Cove did um, with him on it, celebrating the um, that day, and and yeah, it's probably one of my favourite tifos too. Um, is that also your sky blue moment in history, or do you have a separate one? I <coughs> this was a really hard one. Um, so many, really hard one. I just pick one, John. I remember the look, the sixteen seventeen. Grand final with um, Ninkovic slotting um, the the penalty. Dreams have come true in Sky Blue. Um, that was that was special only because we'd had such a ridiculous season. Um, it, just to top it off, and you always had that feeling in the back of your head. You know, they'd won the league by eighteen points or something like that. Uh, to get pipped in a grand final would just be absolute travesty, especially to the victory. Uh, and I just remember standing there and just. I guess looking up to the heavens and and you know being uh, you know very grateful for the final outcome of that game. Big Blue Sydney Derby. I'm gonna have to make it a trifecta. I think Big yeah. Blues um, for me again. They go back a bit further. Um, look, Derbies are great. Um, similar to what you boys said, Lost actually. A bit of shine. Yeah, similar similar to what you boys said. Uh, you know, Wanderers have dropped off a bit, um, but also Jimmy, you were talking about. You know, it's, it's Western Sydney. You know, the, we don't really, don't really want to talk about them, do we? Can I play devil's advocate though? Uh-oh. Is this is this just three men refusing <laughs> to actually acknowledge the fact that they have, apart from the thousand day gap, well, where they didn't th- beat us? They'll say that we're really jealous that they won the Champions League, right? Yeah, but if you watch that final, what was it against Al Halal? Was it? Yeah, yeah, that final. yeah exactly. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So look, I um, I have, I love beating victory more than Wanderers, but I probably have more hatred for the Wanderers, if that makes sense. Um, mainly because we had a Sean, you and I, as we used to go back, um, we used to have a pretty big group of mates that went to the games and followed the A League, you know, pretty closely back then. And then the Wanderers came in and gave people another option sort of thing. We yeah, weren't going too crash hot at the time. A couple of our friends. A couple of defectors. Um, we don't talk to them anymore. Literally, we don't, we don't actually yeah. talk to them anymore. Right. Um, so that always, you know, that always pissed me off that, that they jumped ship. And I don't know, I've got a deep-seated sort of, yeah, not, not a very nice feeling. I know if them. I had, you know, $30 left and I had to pick a ticket between FC and Derby or FC and Victory... I'd go to a victory game. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Um, let's get into more... I hope you, I hope you enjoyed that getting to know our session. Um, let's get into more recent things. Um, Wellington on the weekend. What did we think? Well, we should note just before that as well, we're recording this two days after yes, Wellington, we uh, before the City game, um, but releasing on... First yeah, of Jan. so um, that's right. So first of January is the plan, guys, and and basically we just want to miss the the Christmas and New Year's furore, I guess. And mm. if you're anything like myself, you know, listen, I listen to the podcast in my uh, commute to work. So uh, we thought, you know, we'd give it a 
good shake and gets uh, the new year off to a good start. So, yeah, very good point, Jimmy. Um, very good point. So, Wellington. Guys, we got together on the weekend and, and watched that game. Thank you for hosting. A uh, pleasure. Anytime. I enjoyed your pool. Uh, um, yes, it was very nice. Um, so, 2-2 two, two the result, but that didn't really tell us the story of the game. I think it was a fair result. However, we could have easily lost that. Yep. And I think I think also it, it probably flattered us a bit. Yeah. Um. You know, our two goals, the first one, Alf, just shows how fantastic yeah. a player he what is. A and, like, you know, what the old touch. cliche who can, you know, that cliche of, oh, you know, he's a, he's a guy who can find the back of the net. He can, you know, he knows where the goal is. He literally does. Um, and he shouldn't have scored that because it was just terrible yeah. defending. It was, yeah. So it was a little bit of opportunistic, Alfie, though. Alfie opportunistic. Innovation and, yeah. and being opportunistic. And the other half, them just being terrible at defending. The second goal, well, we got lucky. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Jimmy? I agree. Yeah. I agree. And if, if you can't remember LaFondra's goal because it's been a week or two, get it up on YouTube, go on the Sydney FC Instagram page. It was just – it was a just beautiful class. touch. He's brought it down well and just chipped it over. The only uh, – I reckon the only other bloke in the league that could do that at the moment is probably Jamie McLaren, um, the way that he's going. Not Robbie Cruz? <laughs> uh, Robbie Cruz. Uh, I just don't think he'd get into that position. I think pretty nimble for a big bloke. Yeah, I just think McLaren, the way he's going, and we're not here to talk yeah. about City but because um, we're playing them next, but I just think it, it was a real poacher's effort. Yeah. Just right place, right time. But that sounds like LaFondra, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean... His positioning's he's, beautiful. He's an animal and we love him. And their two goals are just two great team goals. They, they well, just exposed <laughs> us. Um, is it... Is it <laughs> and this has come up a bit online, actually. Is it? Is it Uffy... Taking the Graham Arnold blueprint. That's what I've read too. Kind of um, copy and paste. What do you What do you think? Well, and I've heard that too. I've read that too. And you know, the old notion of if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah. So, you know, he's probably got a similar group of players to what he had at Sydney FC as the, as the assistant coach, and he's gone. All right, you know, I've got mm. the same kind of skill set here with my players. Let's see if it can see work. if it works. And, and, and took and him four weeks. Took them a little bit to get four going. losses on the trot, and I think they've been undefeated for six now. So yeah, they're doing all right. They're going they're well under. Um, I'd, I'd you know, if, if the table finished as is at the moment for, mm. for finals, I wouldn't want to be playing them. Yeah, I'd rather be playing just about anybody else. I'd rather play City. Yeah, then I, I Wellington gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah, at yeah, the moment. Yeah, definitely. Cammy Devlin, Jimmy, you um, you and I were talking about Cammy Devlin a bit earlier. He's had a couple of starts in a row now for Wellington, and we're okay to talk about ex-Sydney FC players as well. Um, no hatred how, against do you, him. how do you think he's settling in over there in the Knicks? Seems to be doing well. He seems to be starting regularly. He's, he's getting good minutes. Um, he's obviously young, so he's got you know some development to do, but he was, he was a solid yeah. player. Victory um, targeted the shit out of him on the weekend uh, before. The weekend yeah. before last, they absolutely hacked him to pieces, um, which probably goes to show he's you know a bit of a threat there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What about um, the season so far? So let's talk about how we're going. I mean, we're going pretty good. The last couple of weeks, we we have slowed down a bit. Um, I can I can put that down to something. Yeah, what, what's that? What's that? Um, and I hate to just put it on one person's shoulders, but no O'Neill, and yeah. I and I really yep. noticed that um, we've had Wellington. Week before Central Coast, yeah. Brisbane was a different product. That was the first game he was out. I think Brisbane. First game was he was it? out, yeah. and 
and and Retre's filled his shoes at the moment. I felt with that Brisbane game, he, um, you know, Retre finally gets to play his position, he, he, yeah. what he's most familiar and natural at. Yeah. And he's probably a bit like a like a dog at the gate waiting for his owner to come home, and he finally gets his <laughs> chance to burst through the gate and gets to play the position he wants, um, that he feels most comfortable at. Up against a team who's you know not going crash hot at the moment. Sorry, Robbie, I love you, mate. But <laughs> and then la- uh, the week before against Mariners was yeah. ordinary at best. It last was, it week was slow. against Wellington was what it was slow. And I just don't think he he's had like every position on the football field is tough to play. All of them has their 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 trials and tribulations. But centre mid is something. So it's, it's a different kind of beast to play centre mid, and I just don't think he's. Got the legs and the and the resilience to back up and play it week in week out like the O'Neills yeah. and, and Braddens have. So, I, I think he was more or less fatigued, yeah, okay. and just just couldn't handle the the rigors of backing up and playing that centre mid role day in day out. So for me, it's hard to argue, man. Like for me, I felt we missed O'Neill. He gave he, he I talked about earlier about the difference between a captain and a leader. Um, O'Neill's our leader out on the field, and I felt we missed that direction. Mentally and also, you know, football-wise on the field. You know, Neil creates that link between your back four. Mm. You'll often see him dropping in between or near those, near the three and the four, near McGowan and near Wilco. Yeah. He distributes beautifully and he, you know, makes players look good. And I, I don't want to lose him. No, don't want to lose that's him. Always a, it's always but a But he can also, January's you know, coming. roll up the sleeves and get his hands dirty and, and just fight hard and, and disturb. And um, I, I just think we've missed him. If he got injured, could we win the league? Yeah. Oof, big call. Big call. Big I know. Oh, O'Neill. Yeah. O'Neill. I think if, if uh, we need him back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Back on the retro bit, though, is is do you think there's a bit of positional confusion there, perhaps? Oh, and he's because he's, he's a jack of all. He's a jack of all. He just, right? he's, he's, his role is to fit in where he's needed, but not actually. Be an expert, right? Yeah, Didn't he deputise yeah. for Zullo? He started he's, off at yes. right, right back, or left back, yeah. left back. He's he's, he's Ryan Grant, Grant five years ago. Yep, he's Ryan Grant five years I said ago. That the other day, I'm like, remember when Ryan Grant used to come on and play centre mid? I'm yeah, like, that's where he started. He's yeah. started, but yeah, Retro is a it's a blessing and a curse. His utility value. Agree. Yeah, but I look, I I can't argue with anything you said, man. I um I think we have Miss Branners. Um, because we've been going so well, it's sometimes hard to. Kind of gloss know. over it and yeah, go. Yeah. But when you dig a little bit deeper under the sur- surface, yeah. and I'm not saying we should have put four or five on Wellington and, and Central Coast in the last two weeks, but I th- it could have been a much better, uh, more of a convincing yeah. display. It was slow. So if we need someone to deputise for O'Neill and he's out, because I think there was a, a thing that went up the other day, um, Instagram, Twitter, one of the two, of O'Neill still in a knee brace. Right, yeah. and we're, we're recording this on the 23rd, so it would have been 21st, 22nd of December. It's it been very quiet. Be a place to take his place? It's been very quiet on the, from the club, yeah. hasn't it? Who, who, who would you have play there? Instead, well, that's the question, right? Yeah. If everyone's fit except for Branners, I'd, I'd probably have Caceres in there. Because you see Caceres come on sometimes for, what, Bomiohan yeah, or like even Ninko? He's done that sometimes? Well, he's been filling in. He filled in for Ninko on the weekend. Um, you could see the difference when Ninko came on. It just gave the team a lift. So yeah, imagine I if mean, O'Neill was there too. But you don't want to rush him back too soon because... No, you know, and, and part of me... Soon. I mean, Brenner's again, he re-signed recently at the back end of last year, I think. And um, 
But he's he's one of the blokes, as I just alluded to before, that he, he could probably play anywhere. Honestly, like he he's even jumped on at centre back at times, maybe because of an injury. Yeah, no, I'm talking. Sorry, I'm, I'm talking about more at, at overseas. Like, oh, you reckon he could? Yeah. I could. I think he could easily slot into a championship team. Weren't, weren't championship teams looking at him before he they resigned? Were, yeah. There was a lot of lot of rumours about that last yeah. season. So there's always that. Yeah, there's always year, that risk. Season. But I think that partly again. Bit of smart don't business. play too well, O'Neill. No, no. <laughs> bit, of, bit, of, bit of smart business by the club re-signing him when they did, so potentially transfer get a transfer fee. fee. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other point on that potentially is that we currently are six points ahead of yep. City on the table. Yep. So do you play your retros? Do you hold O'Neill out for as long as possible? Not Obviously, you're never going to rush a player back, but they're, let's be honest, we, we support teams not only – Sydney FC, but for some of us in the Premier League, um, others, Jonathan, the championship perpetually. Marching um, on together. <laughs> um, long-suffering Leeds United fan. Um, but we've seen we've seen in other clubs that we follow, teams rush players back because they need them, yeah. right? So is there a case to be made of leaving O'Neill as long as possible, given that we have the six-point gap? Yeah. Well, and we're almost well, barring Toy, Toy a meltdown. said that he was injured on the weekend and... He kept I mean, going, didn't he? And uh, Corica said, you know, he didn't want to, more or less, he didn't want to play in, uh, play Ninko. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. the, I think he said, like, wasn't that, that wasn't the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we no, look. travelling, so, all right, it's, jump it's, on, do something. Again, it's, it's one of those, one of those things for managers to make decisions, isn't it? But I, um, look, I think you make a good point about the six points. And the other thing is we're not too far away from Champions League um, where we're going to start rotating players through building up Retro's fitness now, probably a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Um, is he in his starting 11 if everyone's fit? I'd still say no. Um, Would you, you know, put but, a Ryan but, Teague? But is he, is he one of those people off the bench that can fill a gap? 100%. And that's why I think to all the Retro um, haters, um, he, he actually is quite valuable to the team. Yeah. Um, Teague, look, Teague, um, again, I would say... It's probably too early to be starting him, but I reckon he'll get a, he'll definitely get much more game time during the Champions League. He had a fantastic uh, under seventeens World Cup and uh, captaining that side. And uh, the other one I'm keen to to see a bit of is Marco Tilio up front, up front, uh, or at least coming in. He's not a for nine, one of those what, wide he's more guys. Like a ten, is he? Or? He's more of a ten, yeah. yeah. But um, he's just a diminutive um, little bloke. We'll talk about we'll talk about the youth league a bit later on. But again, like talking about the season again, we're what are we? One loss, one draw. Not bad areas. And that loss. Wow. Yeah, yeah. let's not. It was probably the best game we've played all year. Yeah. Um, we've scored the most it. goals. We've got the least goals against. Uh, again, Corica's got. Corica and I should say the extended team have got the recruitment pretty bang on. Um, in the past, you would have thought it was Terry McFlynn that's had a fair bit to do with that. Um, T Mac, he's obviously um, gone off to to try something new with with Perth Glory. Um, so the fact that we've been able to lock down guys like Barber, um, Balm Johan, Bratton, and Gauzer, uh, you know, they've they've slotted in absolutely seamlessly. Well, that's what I was uh, listening to. You know, Peacock and Brendan Speed and and Harper say that. Uh, Sydney FC's success is down to recruitment largely in that mm. they've kept that core group of players each and every year and then they just add the little little touches on top, you know, yeah. whether it be just getting a Costa in and a, you know, and, and the like or an international player like a, like an Alfin. So 
there's a, they just keep that spine, that core group, and then just add little finishing touches on there. Mm. You can really see that working well, especially with the salary cap, because we were doing, we were actually talking about this over dinner just before this. And Sean, I think you were driving here, but I've got some facts and figures for you. <laughs> Research. That's man. Let's do it. That was, a, that was a paper flourish into the microphone. Um, so salary cap, 3.2 million. But out of that, Redmayne, Zullo, Wilkinson, 20% of their salaries aren't included in our cap because they've been here for, I think it's three. Where does, three, where does that 20% come from? Rules. Yeah. A-league rules. Uh-huh. O'Neill and Ninkovic, 25% not included in the cap of their wages, mm. right? So it must be 5% each year or something. Yeah, Grant, 50%. 50% yeah. of Ryan Grant's wage. Well, that would make sense for the 10-year uh, thing right? as well. Right, not included in the cap. Um, and then you've got Ivanovic, Joel King, not included in the cap because they're academy yeah. players. And again, right? and that's... Which wouldn't be a massive dent in the first place, it's, but... It's something our back-of-house guys obviously get spot on. Um, again, where the... Uh, I don't... I hate this term, bling FC. But, there's um, no sombrero. There's no, there's no Sydney Rooster salary sombrero, Sean, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, look again. The back of house, uh, back of house staff doing a brilliant job in terms of balancing that. Absolutely. Of those guys, um, Jimmy, I guess who stood out for you? Because again, we, we we're talking glowingly of, of the new signings. Um, who's been your standout of those that group? Of the new of the, the newbies, yeah, the new guys. Um, it's tough. I mean. Uh, I want to say Bratton and McGowan um, simply because they, they keep putting in solid shifts. Um, yeah. I think, you know, doing well at the back, doing well holding midfield as well. Um, I think maybe last two, three games, Bomeohan's coming good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but um, uh, I know a lot of, lot of Wanderers supporting friends, and by friends I mean people I knew. <laughs> um uh, especially a guy I work with, actually, who's who's hardcore uh, RBB. Yuck. Um, said, you'll regret it. You'll regret it. He's, you know, mm. has moments of brilliance, but he's lazy. He's, he's you know, doesn't do much off the ball. Yeah. Uh, and I think we saw a bit of that his I first couple of games. The first few games. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, I feel like maybe Bimby's had a... A couple of elbows in the ribs yeah. over the course of the the season so far, and has has started upping his work rate slightly. Yeah. Um, I think there's a misplaced pass here and there, but I mean, and he's also trying to fit into a new system with yep, new players, yep. and that takes time. The two tens is it is it a fact of um, hey ABJ, uh, look at Ninko, do what he does. Do <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and a part of it is we're millennials and want instant gratification. <laughs> you, uh, you, you're in that category, mate. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's there's a hey, bit boomer. of that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not boomer. Uh, thank you. You sure? Yeah, but like, yeah, for me, ABJ first few games just wasn't there. Just looked a bit non-existent. Yeah. Kind of floating through the problem. games. Yeah. Poor passes. And not, the last few games when Ninko was out and, and the like, he started to come into his yeah. own. What was that game that he just killed? Oh, was it, it was Western, Western United? United. Yeah. He, was, he was brilliant. Absolutely mm. brilliant. And yeah. I, Brilliant. That was Ninko out last second, so he didn't even have time to. Yeah, and he know. filled that ten roll maybe, but actually I think Ninko and him can work well in the team because they're quite similar players and they mm. can 
lighten each other's load. Some of the some of the weight on the ball, even against Brisbane, Balmyohan. I mean, the weight on some of those passes, yeah. just brilliant. Absolutely he just needs up maybe kind of roll the sleeves up a bit and work a little bit harder mm. in defence and getting back and tracking back. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of potential then, and, and and there's a bit of criticism, but it's exciting to see the potential in that guy. Speaking of new signings, um, Remy Simpson. She's uh, she's on fire at the moment. She is killing it. She's all class. I was very happy to see her back. She was doing very well before she headed overseas for her US stint. Um, there's talk now with Veronica Latsko back. Mm. Is there a place for Remy in the starting side? And the answer is an overwhelming yes. 100%. You've got to have um, that, that front three of Latsko, Remy and um, Caitlin Ford in there. Yeah. The one that misses out uh, when I watched the games the last couple of weeks has to be, I'm sorry, Princess, but yeah. I, I think she's just, she's gone off form. I don't, she started the year all right. She's so traditionally been more of an impact player. Exact thoughts, yeah, my exact mm. thoughts. So on form, I think she needs to drop back to the bench yeah. and put Veronica up at nine, Remy out wide or, or vice versa. But um Disappointing result on the weekend. It's always <laughs> always sucks losing a derby. I was I was hoping we didn't talk but about it. Losing, it's not big blue. Losing yeah, that much true. when you concede your first goal against uh, with Amy Harrison scoring the first goal and she was very good not to you know celebrate yeah. too much. She was very very um very modest. She was excited. Did, good, but good I, on you her. know good it was a good finish. Um, Kyra Cooney Cross, two great goals, and uh, not Lydia Williams. Um, Is it Lynn uh, Williams? Lynn Williams. Yeah, bagging the other two. So. Back we had another uh, Lena Kammer scored on the weekend too, so there was you know a few yeah, extra FC, guy blues. Yeah, uh, Canberra winning two one. So at the moment, FC is what sitting third. Yeah. Um, I'd give him a a, a a B, maybe a B yeah. minus at the moment. Yeah. Um, look, they're, they're they're a class team. There's some like for for me the standout for the W League girls, the FC girls at the moment. I think uh, Sophia Huerta. Yeah. I think yeah. you know she's like a Teresa Pius version 2.0, yeah. her work rate in the middle and her ability to go forward and, and, and combine with those front three. Um, she's yeah. she's my favourite player I'd at probably, the moment. If I had to call someone out, I'd probably say um, Krista Dulu. Uh, um, Ange has been absolutely – I was a little bit nervous with her, you know, 18 yeah. out of high school. And started too many games for us in the past. Yeah, and, and starting each and every week. She's A couple of great assists. The way she whips the ball in is um, – oh, She gets up and brilliant. down. She's, she's got a lot of mongrel in defence. Yeah, definitely. She's been – yeah, she's probably my, my, my second favourite. Yeah. Caitlin's always very consistent. She always works hard up front. The other one I'm probably a little bit cold on and I want to see more from, Chloe Legazzo. Yeah. Yeah, Her Chloe. Matilda, you're making that starting 11 of the Matildas yeah. nine times out of ten. Um, it's just – Waiting to bit see more from her. Bit of lift, yeah. Yeah, I just want to see her attack that box. I mean, and, look, and we to get into that eighteen-yard box more we've, often. Considering we've had little to no Alana Kennedy for most of the season, been she's back just last come back. Of games. Um, and Lizzie Ralston hasn't been mm-hmm. spotted. Uh, I don't. Uh, do you know what's going on there? Sure. Spot her on Instagram, but other yeah. than that, I, I don't know what her issue is. You know, you know seeing her Those, on Instagram, there's no you know. knee braces, no arm in a sling, so I'm not too sure. Maybe. A little niggling hammy. Maybe she's a little bit out of favour. I don't know. It's funny. Nat, Nat Tobin and Ellie Brush, who deputised in the central defence, uh, they did a brilliant job yeah. the first few weeks. Funny obviously, when Alana's come back. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it's just a coincidence. Oh, but look. Absolutely. I mean, Alana's absolute quality. Um, but she maybe she's just working some match fitness. But um, That Wanderer's doing well. They, they, they've got quite a few FC girls that have jumped over ship. Yeah, Melbourne. We don't, we don't want to talk about them too Melbourne much. Melbourne doing really well. And, you know, when you get the likes of Ellie Carpenter join your team. 
Uh, Melbourne know? City, like Sydney FC, I, I think on paper Melbourne City and Sydney FC just yeah. the standouts and, and Wanderers being surprised back. I won't talk about them too much, but you know, you look at Perth Glory and Adelaide United, <laughs> it's really scraping <laughs> the bottom end. of that table with yeah zero and, and one point respectively. So, um, But always good to see Adelaide play with um, Mary Fowler. She's a talent for the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Youth League. So Youth League's at halfway point in, and... You know, to our listeners, uh, don't be upset if you had no idea about that. The the coverage this year has been uh, pretty atrocious. Um, there's there's, I think there's no streaming. Um, I haven't been able to find anything myself. Um, maybe someone can help me out with that. But yeah, the Foxtel Youth League. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Exactly, with no coverage. Um, but the guys are doing really well. Uh, in particular, I guess I'd probably call out uh, Marco Tilio, like I mentioned earlier. I think he's got. He's got eight goals. I mean, they're scoring goals for fun, um, the boys. What had was their most recent result? A big win on the weekend. Uh, they were down, I think they were down 2-1 at half time to the Jets. They ended up coming over the top and winning 5-3. So, I mean, every game is very high scoring. Um, Tilio, you've got Teague. The other one who I don't know too much about is um, Jaden Kaczarski. Um, he, again, I think he's got five or six goals in the last two or three games. So, he's, um, he's absolutely... Do you find that with the um, youth league? that um, they're far more high-scoring games Look, traditionally, compared to the A-League. So. I think traditionally, maybe slightly, but this year in particular, it just seems there's been no focus on, on defence for a lot of the clubs. <laughs> and I read an article by, um, I think it's Joey Lynch, and he, he's, um, he follows youth football in Australia probably better than anyone else. Um, and he was reading that he'd, he'd spoken to a few uh, youth coaches and, and they just said, well, we don't have the time with the boys to, you know, you need time to build those defences. Um, and we just don't have it. So well, they're just not not enough sessions in a week, not enough time. These boys are studying and working, to, and yeah, probably enough time to lead in. But uh, again, I mean, the Sydney FC boys—they're going great. Um, the other big piece of news in the last couple of weeks is that um, the first choice goalkeeper Adam Pavlesic—he's um, off trialing in Italy, Serie uh, A, and and League One uh, in France. So um, hopefully, he gets snapped up by one of the bigger clubs and and comes along and develops. Um, Another well, product of a lot the of the FC boys are making up the Ollie Roos teams, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, and you can see that throughout all the age groups. Really, young Socceroos, Joey's, um, Ollie Roos, they're, they're 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 full of Sydney FC players. So we're doing something right. So uh, the club has done uh, a little bit of business recently. A uh, couple of uh, the boys have uh, obviously re-signed, extended re-signing their contract. Re-signing as opposed to re-signed. Which yes. caught a few of us out yeah. in the uh, the Facebook group that chat. Bro, that Players don't that generally that resign, that though, do they? Grows old. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Uh, what do we think about that? We've got, obviously, two boys and a, and a manager. Ninko, um, great. Fantastic. Yep. Fan favourite um, at this at his age, doesn't seem to be slowing down all that much. Still working hard at contributing, playing ninety minutes more often than not. So yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon Ninko played a bit of, you know, played Macarthur off against Sydney a bit to? Yeah, and I don't blame him. I, I don't. I, and if he did, he wouldn't be the first, and sure won't be yeah. the last. I'm not or, so sure. Or do you think he was just genuinely like, I don't know. It wasn't a money thing, just. <laughs> Well, so I I, I, I I went into the depths of Twitter, which is scary. Yeah. Um, but Danny Townsend, in response to a similar comment that somebody tweeted to him, Danny Townsend obviously being the um, the CEO, Sydney FC CEO, for those of you um, that don't know, like myself until a couple of days ago, I knew we had one, forgot his name. 
which is probably the sign of a good CEO, um, he actually said that MacArthur could have signed him for more. He could have gone to MacArthur yeah. for more yeah. Yeah. Um, and they could have given him more money and more agreeable terms, um, but the the stability, the family that he built up at the club was more important to him. So was he playing Mac- MacArthur yeah. off us or was it just Look, was he toying with the idea of being uh, it's my last contract I don't know personally where I want to go. personally uh, I mean Ninko's always said how much he loves the club he wants to finish his career there I think he came out in the Fox interview and said something similar I wasn't as worried as some people were um, but at the, but at the same time you know again as Sean said you can't blame him really for going and thinking about it a bit and, and a not dismissing it, family and not dismissing it straight away and going, yeah, nah, but, uh, but that was good. It's I mean, Latrell Mitchell, you know, what, anyway, what that did was though, it also, there was also news in the papers about MacArthur and the cows as they've been lovingly referred to now um, about targeting not only Ninkovic, but Zulo, Bratton, LaFondra. Um, we got, There's we got Zulo, there. we got Zulo. <laughs> I, I wasn't too fussed to see him sign. Ooh. Sorry, Michael, but maybe because you've kind of been missing the last, you know, month or so with his injury. Um, but but in saying that, I know this is going to sound like I'm sitting on the fence or whatnot and contra- contradicting myself, but at the same time, I'm glad that he signed because his understudy, Joel King, is is not ready yet to step into his shoes and play that left back role? You think? Can, yeah, I, th- I do genuinely think he's, he's he's got a lot of potential, and he'll do a job. But I don't think Joel King would be ready to step into, you know, a league week in week out on that left back role. I yeah. still think he's another season. Zul's until that um, happens. for those that sat next to me at the games last year, Zul's copped a fair bit. Not only from the crowd, uh, me His personally. Crossing into the box was awful. Yeah, me, me personally, I, I'd, I hadn't given up on him, but God, I was frustrated with him last yeah. year. How injured was he last well, year? Well, this is what happened, right? So I, I, didn't, I didn't think he was putting in his best efforts, and then he got injured. When he came back from that and the lead into the finals, he was brilliant. brilliant. So was, brilliant. He, was he nursing it for a while? Yeah, look, who knows? Who knows? But I, I don't know, Sean. I, I reckon out of those, so if you, if you lined up, you said Zulo, Bratton, Ninkovic. Um, who would you rather lose out of those Zula. three? Yeah, yeah. I, at look, the moment, yes. Look, I think we've got the depth to cover Joel his King, loss a bit Retre. more. I, I, I disagree. I, I reckon Joel King could could play every week. Yeah. Um, oh, the the fact that Joel King had a a pretty bloody good game round one, and then for some reason, uh, Corey could put Retray at left back for the next couple of weeks. I just I I didn't Are get you that. about the game at Leichhardt Oval. I didn't get that. Well, I mean, look at the derby. Um, King played against Adelaide and he put that brilliant through ball through, which for the Barbarossa's one, which I think got chalked yeah. off in the end against yeah, yeah. Adelaide, that yeah. first one. But I don't, I didn't see him do much wrong. Um, and, and then we, we bring re- Paul, Paul Paolo goes to left back. Um, he hasn't got a left foot. A bit like a punching bag, kind of gets knocked around a bit. Yeah. Doesn't quite know his place, but. Um, um, so look, that leaves, that leaves Bratton um, who hasn't, Put pen to paper, but he's only on loan, isn't he? No, no. I don't think he. I thought is. he was on a year loan. I'm not sure from Manchester City. I'm not sure. Maybe Jimmy can um, can shed some light on that one. I'm not sure, but um, Bratton. Look again. I've never liked playing against Bratton because I just think he's just got the ability to absolutely break open a game. Um, 
he's done a lot more of a screening role, especially with yeah. Branners out. He's been dropping deep, and that's look, that's that's he's, that's his area. He's played more of a holding role than what he's used to because you've got basically FC playing with two number tens, the likes of Ninko and um, ABJ. But God, he can hit a football, and then Lafondra often he, he drops in as well. So yeah. he's probably not able to get forward and, and push in with that front three as what he was used to at City. But yeah, yeah. What about yeah? Um, I guess the other piece of business that we've done and we've probably overlooked it a little bit is um, Steve Gorica, Jimmy. Awesome. He's awesome. done no wrong. He's yeah. Success, success, success. Where was he before he was assistant to, obviously, Arnie? What was he doing before that? Where did he cut his teeth? Do you know? Was he? He's, he's been with the club the whole time. Oh, I thought yeah, he might have had like an MPL team, and, and, you know, whether it be United or Blacktown or God knows who, maybe the Sydney FC Youth Boys. Yeah. So, no, he was he played until 2010, uh, then was 10 to 18 youth and assistant coach. Yeah. Okay, um, and then uh, with obviously a, a caretaker spell in 12 in there. Yeah, uh, which shall not be spoken about. Let's not talk about that. Uh, time. And then took over at the end of um, at the end of Arnie. He's got. I think I read a stat the other day, James. He's highest win percentage for managers. So can that I have can I say 10 something? Games or something? Is he? Because he hasn't got a great great breadth of coaching experience, do you think he's lucky that he's inherited this, inherited this great squad? Nah, you can't. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, uh, so this goes back to Jono's point just before, which was his win percentage, right? Graham Arnold's win percentage with us, just Sydney FC, not, not his A-league career, Sydney FC 57.52. Now, granted, he was with us for longer than, than Bimbi has been so far, but... Steve Corica's win percentage, 63.41, right? Yes, he's inherited the squad. Yes, he doesn't re- – he's playing a bit more conservative than Graham. I mean, we're not playing as attacking. We don't seem as ruthless going forward under Corica than we did with, with Graham Arnold. But he's improved. Yeah, he's, he's you up know, he's I mean, look at, the, look at the players that they turned over when Arnold left. And and look who we had to bring in and fill those gaps and and still I'm not saying he's not a great still coach, had but that success. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I completely understand you, you your question there. But you know, when when Arnie left, uh, that was when Babo um, went. Um, he just scored, you know, twenty seven goals or something ridiculous. Um, Adrian, Adrian Carney Which retired. We won't talk about. Um, it, it was could have been Wilshire as well. Simon, ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah. Ridiculous turnover, and 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 Corica and his team brought all these blokes in. Well, it does say a lot about the club that instead of looking overseas or externally, they go, no, no, we'll give it to this guy that's been at the club. Yeah, and and you know Corica's been quoted as saying, you know, he's been doubted all his life. And, and to be mm-hmm. fair, there were probably sections of the Sydney FC fan base that sort of said, oh, really, you've searched the globe and you've got Corica. Like, you know, it's yeah. not very. Uh, you know, um, but I thought we'd make a statement. We've got we've got the guy that's gone on to be the Socceroos coach. Yeah. Say what you want about Graham Arnold <laughs> being the Socceroos coach. The fact is he's now the Socceroos yeah. coach. You don't get that job as undeserved or as, as crap as you think he might be. Yeah. You don't get that with some amount of positive standing within the, the footballing community in that, the country. That's right? if you trust the FFA, but well, that's a whole different podcast. Sure, but there's still that, that element of prestige around your coaching the national team, right? So we've gone, right, we've, 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 we've given up our coach to become the Socceroos coach, the national team coach, and we're just going to chuck the assistant in? Yeah. 
Yeah, and look, I think there was definitely areas of the club that, that thought that, but I mean... I'm completely wrong. Well, and it must yeah. be a good wrong. system too, because look at Talley, they picked him up, gone over to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I, um, I'm, I'm really happy that he's re-signed on. If he does um, see out the contract, again, he'll be here as many years as Arnie was and he'll probably overtake him in games as well. One thing I enjoy doing when we're at games, is actually watching Corica. And I don't mean that creepily from, you know, the, <laughs> it's the, the, the shoes. Hill. It's the shoes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. With his suit, that kind of leather Italian little funky <laughs> thing he's got going on. He's, a, he's, a, well, he's definitely more of a fashionista than, um, than Graham Babel. Arnold oh, was. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know, he's not quite up there with Babel with his but, little... You know, he, yeah. he comes off as, as really uh, chilled and... and, and Almost nonchalant in in, he's not, in media. He's not very reviews. animated on no, the sidelines. But you watch him on the sidelines, and he gets he gets a bit of money. Did you in did him. you not see him at the derby, <laughs> at the Wanderers game earlier this year? Oh yeah, that he was pissed off, right? But, but and that's what I'm saying. Rare, when you very rare, when you, though, when you no, rare. I disagree. When you watch him on the sidelines, he gets more animated than you give him credit for. Yeah. Right, because you, you compare that to obviously you know he's media trained and whatnot, and he's he's not as laid back persona. as Ernie Merrick, but no, yeah. um, but he's he he's he's got a bit more shouty than people yeah. give him credit for. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, look, and just because you're shouty doesn't make you a good manager, I guess. But yeah, uh, no, good observation. And for me, a coach on the sidelines, I say next to nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Let him play. We're fast running out of time, guys. It's uh, absolutely bloody flown uh, today. So I wanted to I wanted to introduce a, a segment that we're trying to do every week. It's called Resign Hold Sell. So we're playing on the Sydney FC stock market there. Now this doesn't mean just because um, Zulo's resigned or Ninkovic has resigned that you know you can't say them because you know they resigned last week. This is who, who's in form. Who do you love at the moment at the club? Who do you want to keep around for a long time? Who are you not sure about? Who needs to prove himself a bit more? And obviously, you know, who, who are we driving to the airport, basically, because yep. they've upset us in the last couple of weeks. Um, does uh, Jimmy, do you want to start on this one? No. Okay. Um, no. Um, resign. Barb. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, d- I, I know he's not doing as well as we thought he would or hoped he would. Um, but. Solid work ethic. Um, you watch him play, you can tell he gives a shit. Mm. Right? You can tell he's putting effort. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, he's got a young family. Got That's a young right. family. He's, I mean, he's three years. He's signed for three years, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and that's what he wanted. He wanted the stability. He wanted somewhere to settle. So settle I think Victory are only offering him a year. Are yeah. they only offering him one year? I think, I think he just wanted to get out, really. Yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who wouldn't want to get away from Kevin Musket? Well, yeah. yeah. Who was it? Who who was the? There was a Premier League player that said the only player he was ever scared of was Kevin Musket because he'd come up next to you in the game and said, "I'm going to break your freaking legs." Just a career, career and you'd ender. actually believe him. You actually did it. Um, that's why. Yeah, yeah I remember I'll, James Brock from our Stratford soccer days. <laughs> yeah, similar player. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, James I'd resign. Brock, if you're Barb. listening, <laughs> so Barber. So we didn't. We haven't talked about Barber all day, actually. But yeah, yeah. look, um, yeah, good one, mate. I, Grant, you know, can't disagree with that. Um, what about hold? Who's who's in your holding pen at the moment? So what do we mean by hold? Are well, we uh, we'll wait keep and them? see? You're not, you're not sure. They yeah, you bumped you're up to a resign in the weeks to come. They could be bumped down to a sell in yeah. weeks to come. Oh, bit of a bloody hell. Watch well, this do you want space. us to come back to you, Sean? Have you got a re- re-sign at the moment? Yes. Yeah. The Irishman. The Irishman. O'Neil. Oh, Brandon. Yeah. O'Neill. <laughs> sign him. Give him ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give, Give him, him yeah. one time I, I just, I just think he's brilliant. 
Um, I had no idea who he was. He loves Leeds, by the way. I know. I saw him in his yeah. Leeds jersey oh, on poor his Instagram story today. Good on him. Uh, I don't mind Leeds. Don't mind you. Um, I just think he's fantastic. Yeah. You know, the, the, the teams, when he's playing well, the team's playing well. There's little to nothing. Can you ever think of a game where he's like where he where he played badly? Yeah. Really? No. The, the difference between his best and worst game is minimal. Yeah. My re-sign at the moment, and and again, I don't think he's got much airtime today. But Alfie. Yep. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, yeah. He's apparently got this trigger in his contract if he gets four more goals. But don't wait. Just sign him. What do you mean uh, trigger? So, the deal he signed originally was a two plus one. So the third year was an option if he scored. A certain amount of goals. This is all alleged, obviously. We haven't seen his player contract. Um, but he, he needs to score 15 goals and that would automatically trigger a, an option in his favour to okay. re-sign with the club. So that's only four goals away. Touchwood. So he's on 11 goals at time of record. Touchwood is going to get there. Um, yeah. But again, it's probably favourable for the club if they wait for that uh, particular goal to be met rather than simply re-signing him. Oh, he's been brilliant. He's been but, one of the um, form players this yeah, season. Yeah, I, I just think sign him up for another couple of years at least. For a bloke who's vertically challenged, he, he, yeah. he's, he's class. Yeah. He's just got class. And his work ethic up front is just undeniable. It's yeah. brilliant. Is he better than Bobo? He's different. He's different. He's I, different. Think he's, I think he's different. Um, I think he hit yeah. the ground running a lot quicker than Bobo. He's not Brazilian. Did. Yeah. Bobo, um, Bobo took a little bit of time to, to warm into it in the first season. Um, you know, obviously, eventually did quite well. But um, I think Alfie's just come with the right attitude from pre-season when they first signed him. He knew he was one of the top earners and he's just played like it. And there's no ego. It's not like, oh, I've played in the Premier League, I've played in Championship. You know, he's, he's just got a brilliant work ethic and he just wants to do well for the club. Yeah. And, and you go off, I mean, obviously it's... Um it's a, a certain window into a certain part of the world. But he, he go off social media and the way they interact with each other and they interact with Alfie and Alfie interacts with them. He seems to have a bigger effect on the culture of the club, of the, the, mm. the playing group, yeah. than you could say Bobo did. Yeah. Or Bobo did. Yeah, fair call. He's one of the boys, Alfie. Yeah, he, he's he, a lad. I, I, see, I see stuff on Instagram with him and Zulo, good banter. Zulo likes to take the piss out of him, you know. <laughs> well, I played in the Premier League. Look at me, you know. There's there's good banter, and then you know, Grant, you know, fires one back that I I resigned two guys. You yeah. know. <laughs> I, I love that. that, so that generally, nothing nothing makes makes me laugh. It almost days. broke. That I think it funny. almost broke the internet that yeah. one. Um, James, what about your hold? Have you decided on a hold? No. Nah. No, nah, we'll skip that. Ja- Sean, you got a hold? Radden. Hold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's been. I don't know if inconsistent is the right word, but he hasn't shone. As much as I would have liked him to, so yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm holding on Luke. Yeah, fair call. Yeah, I'd go with that too. Then yeah. not to be a follower, but <laughs> my yeah. um, my hold is probably Paolo. <sighs> um, like I said earlier, he's got a lot of positives. He's that Mister Fix It. Um, Have you heard rumours about him in years gone by of X and Y club wanting him? Not, no, not particularly. I like I said, I, I think. We, we'd definitely be poorer without him. Um, but would he be one of the first people that I wanted to re-sign? Probably not. So that, that he, yeah. he falls into my hold category at the moment. Um, who are we driving to the airport, Jimmy? Who are you selling? I'm, I'm so apprehensive. It's a tough one. It's a tough one on a very well, biased that's the podcast. Thing because, I mean, the, the, the problem is that 
you make a podcast about the Premier League or Serie A, none of them are ever going to listen to it. One of our first followers, thank you very much, by the way, was Luke Ivanovich. It was. Right? Are you selling him? No. No, okay. no I'm not. No. <laughs> oh no, I love the kid. And I have a great <laughs> Luke Ivanovich story that I'll tell one day. Uh, I've got a lot of time for the bloke. Um, uh, you know, it comes off uh, really well, really cool bloke. Stop sitting on the fence, Jimmy. Who are you selling? It's retro. Okay. Uh, All right. Man. All right. <laughs> Yep. No, and we've discussed why. And right. We've discussed why. Uh, myself. Have you got one? Sure. I originally wrote ABJ, but I'm warming to him, and then I've okay. kind of okay. written somebody next to him. And yeah. And it's funny. It was your resign. I yeah. Think it was your resign. No, it wasn't your resign. Um, Costa. That was mine. It was Jimmy's. It was mine. That was your resign. Yeah. So don't that's, think that's, he's. So don't think he's sell. earning his dollars. No. I, I. I'm not. Not from a lack of effort. I don't know, but I just. I'm waiting for him to do something and take a game by the scruff of the neck and. I'm not saying that means scoring two, three goals, but just I, I don't think he's having a big enough impact. I think he's he's making the run so Alfie gets the ball, I think, a lot. He's doing a bit of service. But yeah. but seriously, Maybe. you'd re-sign uh, – sorry, you'd sell, pardon, um, you'd Costa. sell Costa and not ABJ? Ooh. Yep. Wow. I, I've, I've seen more from ABJ, albeit inconsistently this season, yeah. than I have from Costa. Okay. No, hey, maybe maybe hey. it's a bit like what you mentioned. Maybe he's Costa's being a very unselfish player and going, here, Alfie, My, here's yeah. the service, here's the I'm gonna ball. I'm going to cheat a bit on the first sell. So my first sell is actually Luka Vanovic. <laughs> Why? And, oh, and the, reason, the reason I'm saying that is actually Just not sell. Twitter followers. It's, a, it's a loan. It's a loan. Yeah. He needs oh. game time. He needs to be starting games as far as I'm concerned. He's good enough. He's he's absolutely good enough. And I think uh I look, I just don't think he's getting enough minutes with us. With Boog's back, the bugler. Um, he seems to be the per- first preference off the bench. Yeah, no. Um look, I know we've got ACL coming up and maybe things will change for Ivanovic, but if I'm a Newcastle Jets or I don't know, a Mariners, Mariners or someone yeah. someone who's battling, I'm looking at Sydney and going, Hey, can we have Luke in the January transfer window? It's only nineteen. Oh, mate, but like I said, I'm cheating a little bit because I don't want him to go, but I, I want him to get game for now. Before our own benefit in the long run. Yeah, yeah give him get, get some minutes in those um, legs. I, I was lucky enough, I've, I've been out to a few NPL games last year when he was still in between the squads. He's just a class above, absolute class above, and he, and he needs regular minutes. So saying it, sorry, Luke, thanks again for the follow, champ, but, um, mate, get some minutes into you if, um, if you can in January. He's selling you with... The best intentions. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a big call. Well, boys, New Year's 2020 isn't that far away. It's on the horizon. That second part of the season or so will we'll continue and kick off. Uh, hopes, dreams, wishes, <laughs> desires for the new year for 2020. Anything and everything to do with Sky Blue. Jono? God, there's so many things. It'd be nice if we had someone to build a freaking stadium. Yeah, get that done already. Yeah. Although I have liked Cogra. That's true. Love I Cogra. reckon for 2020, if I had to ask for one thing, I, I just – the ACL peeves me because it does affect our league form sometimes. Um, but I'd really like us to get out of the group in the Champions League. I, um, had, I had that down as well. I'm looking forward to, to going and seeing uh, Yokohama and John Book. Uh, hopefully Bernie's still in the squad there, Mr. Abini. Um, and then we – Think we might get Shanghai SIPG again, but we'll we'll wait and see, and we'll probably talk about the ACL a bit uh, in the future. But Hulk still at Hulk, Oscar, Analtovic. Um, oh, that's right, Analtovic. Yeah, ridiculous, oh, ridiculous lineup. Um, but 
I just I, I think my hopes for at least the first part of 2020 will be to get into the round of 16 for a Champions League. Same, to be honest. I think, um, you know, as, 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 much as, as much as I valued the big blue over the derby, um, that's the unconquered trophy, mm. you know. Um, we've got everything else and it's the, the AFC we're missing. Um, and I'd love it and it would mean overperforming to a degree – that Things hasn't been degree, so sadly. Big punching above our weight, but yeah, hey, it happens. Can you, can you imagine, though? Jimmy's from the Arnold School of Confidence. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you agree. Round of 16 for me. What about you, Sean? I've got a few. No, no, one. No, I'm going to mention the three. Uh, I, I'd like <laughs> us to on. maybe sign or unearth a backup number nine for Alfie. I'm, I'm just afraid if, God forbid, something happens to the bloke that we don't have. Like in years gone by, we had Charles at Luka Longoy, uh, you know, and he was... Don't think Costa can do the job by himself? I mean, you're selling him. So. I'm selling yeah, so yeah. him. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be gone by, any, by that time. Um, the other one was, I, I'm going to go to the W League a bit. Remember our women? I'd like to see Remy get a call up to the Matildas, at least, yep. at least make the squad might get some game time. So I'd like to see what happens Olympics with her maybe. with the Olympics. Um, and don't we got a thing going with Chile, something like that? No, we just played Chile. So we already played Chile, but there is some stuff happening between now and Some then. games coming yeah, up. Yeah, so I'd like to see maybe Remy get a nice. start or get some time. And and my last one is, you know, I check that Under Armour site every day oh. leading up to Black Friday. So come on, Under Armour, <laughs> give us a, a, a good – 30, 40% off on jerseys on the City of Sea jersey. You'll just return <laughs> it the next day anyway. Come on. I can't afford $110. Jesus. <laughs> Teacher's give, me, give me a good discount. Teacher's wages. Please. That's my hope for 2020. That's, um, guys, that's us uh, for the first ever edition of Sky Blue Stories. Thanks for listening in. Uh, Jimmy, what, how are you going to sign this off for us, mate? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Uh, I think I think we'll expand the social media profile in time, but for now, um, mm. get on Twitter. Let us know what you thought. We're sitting. Please uh, be kind. Yes, yes. Don't troll <laughs> too hard. Easily. Although we did we did have a, a, a troll already before we launched, Love um, Love and I thought it was poor trolling. Yeah, um, but look, we're sitting at an hour and nine minutes for this first podcast, which is about half an hour more than we wanted to go. Um, <laughs> it's our first one. We didn't do a dry run. We're, we're three blokes sitting around in a pub after having a couple of beers. Beautiful wine cabinet. With a lovely wine cabinet. Um, recording a podcast. Um, we don't do this for a living. We've never done it before. Um, so please tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. Send in some Q&A for us as well. If yeah. there's um, things that have happened or in a game, uh, some news that you've seen out there, A-League, Sydney FC preferably uh, related, um, let us know. Ask us some questions. Um, Q&A is absolutely going to become a, a, a regular thing. Um, so by all means, um, tweet us. Let us know your thoughts. Send us some questions, and uh, that'll give us some content to keep going when it when it dries up um, for you know a bye week or a boring week or, or whatever it may be. Yeah, for sure. And that's at Sky Blue Stories. The whole stories part, guys, is probably something we didn't actually talk about. Um, so, the, the, I mean, the reason that we called it a very simple and easy name is because we, you know, as much as we like each other, I guess, in this room, we um, we definitely want to explore um, the wider fan base. So we've got a few people lined up um, to come in and have a chat to us at some point throughout the rest of the season. Um, but again, if there's anyone in particular that you'd love to, to hear from uh, in the Twitter sphere, within the club, um, we're going to try our very best to, to get some special guests along the way. Um, All those well. narratives that go to make Sydney FC the great club it is. 
Absolutely. And and if you have a friend, a family member that has an interesting Sky Blue story, let us know. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, gents. Have Thank a good you. week. Fantastic. Thank you. Bye.